Hello, everybody, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John, your executive producer here, and thanks for tuning in to watch or listen to whatever it is you're about to watch or listen to. In these trying times, we really do appreciate everyone that feels that we are worth their time, and we hope that we're able to give you something entertaining to while away the time as you spend it. Uh, we particularly want to thank those of you that feel like we're worth financially contributing to, uh, particularly our $25 and up supporters on Patreon, who are Antitonic, Drevian Alexander, Catwater Flame, Rowan Parker, and Samantha Bates. Yes, I read that off of the list. Thank you very much for supporting us. I know that in these uncertain times, finances are tough for everybody, so that you're willing to donate to us means a lot to all of us here, and we thank you. That being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hunter the Vigil Terminus Tendency, our new world of darkness uh, chronicle. I am William or Shawnee, whichever name you prefer. And joining me today, I am your storyteller. Joining me today, we have Mara. Hi, I'm Mara. I'm playing Thomas Smith, uh, Ashwood Abbey repairman. And John. I'm John. I'm playing Zaro Albright, the Chiron Group Atlanta Director of Operation Black Lives Matter, Trans Rights or Human Rights, Fuck Cops. When did that become a long A? Which one? Zaro? Zaro. Zaro. Rather than Zero. Zero, yeah. Zaro. When I just when I was talking is when it when that happened. <laughs> so we're gonna call him Zoro from here on out. Zoro. Great. <laughs> Zaro. Zero. Uh, Jeremy. Hi, uh, I am Jeremy. I am I'm playing Nina Sky, uh, Union Satanist rock star. And Jack. Hey everybody, I'm Jack. I'm playing Nikolai Dalka, a member of the Ascending Ones, Order of the Southern Temple, unlicensed street physician on this episode of World of Darkness, The Wonder Years. <laughs> and Holly. I am Holly. I am playing Astrid Ashwin, Knights of St. Adrian, Murder Suite. And when last we left off our cell of hunters, uh, they wait, had... Wait, hang on, hang on. Last week it was a torture suite. When did it evolve to a murder suite? Oh, <laughs> murder suite I'm is what sorry. she usually says. <laughs> yeah, no, we usually say murder suite. I think so. Am I going yeah. insane? I thought you usually say torture suite. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You may have gaslit yourself, but she may have also said torture suite one episode. (laughs) Same thing. I may just be going insane from the pain. (laughs) She probably addressed it as a torture suite in episode, whereas at the start, she always says murder suite. I mean, all I know is the card says wrestler, so it's wrong either way. (laughs) I mean, she used to be a wrestler, but now this is how she's identified. Uh, when last we left our cell of hunters, uh, they had infiltrated and captured the vampire in the sewers underneath the location where Jonas Orion had been taken from. Uh, failed to recover Jonas Orion after realizing that he was there, but uh, before he was vanished, uh, learned that the uh, the cup of eternity is in fact held by the council. Uh, so whenever you're going to try and get that artifact, 
you're going to have to deal with them directly. Um, uh, doing a bit of torture uh, to learn what you can from the vampire, uh, you learned that Jonas is now in the base of the dark uh, of the of the dark council, uh, which is a location that he apparently did not know where to find. As le- at least as far as he w- as far as he was willing to divulge, he did not know the location of it. Merely how to send someone there. Um, and I believe we had last picked up with Thomas and uh, Nico having a conversation about partying. I mean, yep. from Thomas's perspective, it's probably about partying. From Nico's perspective, it's how to effectively operate as a member of a party, in this case, a cell of hunters, so that you don't make other people try and run after your ass and get killed in the process. But, you know. Six of one, half dozen of the other. Potato, tomato, it's a thing. Good. <laughs> so, um, in the future, having some, honestly, I think all of us could benefit from talking a little bit more about contingencies before we throw our bodies into these situations time and time again. Yeah. But in the meantime, no martyring yourself, no sacrifice plays, doctor's orders, Cool. Or I'll sick hippo on you. Did you say hippo or hippa? The second like... one. I heard hippo. <laughs> so did I. I also heard hippo. I heard it too. Where, where are we getting a hippo from, Jack? <laughs> Zero can afford one. I mean, yes, I can, can but I need to be informed. <laughs> we were in the zoo before. I am a hundred percent down with getting a for hippo. This group, getting a hippo. All right, this is our war hippo. Uh, sounds like a bad idea. Someone's gonna have their head bitten off, right? As long as we can figure out how to aim the thing, though, it's not gonna be us. As long as it's the right person getting it, it's all about whether it's the right person getting it. A hippo is a fucking biological guillotine. <laughs> sure he is <laughs> that should have been the episode title <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah no uh huh and you do cool. not want those fuckers on your ass alright the health insurance personal protection agency is nobody to fuck with hippos yep no no hey, never mind <laughs> Cool. I'm just waiting for like Thomas to walk past a corridor, like with with, a, with an open door, see a hippo on the inside of the doorway, <laughs> and just keep walking. <laughs> All right. You think? Well, good talk. Cool. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna ask. Uh, do, do you think? Because you, I, I don't know. 
I don't know if you know her style. Um, do you think she'd like a gift in stainless steel or like matte black? Better do both just in case. Hedge cool. your bets. Always safer. Hmm? Sweet. Thomas is gonna wander off and send a text to make sure. Okay. Good, what good. was the what was the thing you were getting? Uh torture tool. Oh, uh, antique torture equipment. Yeah. Because yeah, I made, did I did because I give I made you a specific you tool or speculum? It was a speculum. Speculum, that's no. it. Wasn't it? No, it was no. the bowl. No, it was something yeah. Oh no, yeah, uh, brazen, oh, yeah. Bull. brazen bull. Brazen bull. That's yeah, it. yeah that's brazen it. bull. Yep. That's it. it was yep. big. That's it. <laughs> we made a joke about a speculum, I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. And also yes, uh because there's a yes. <laughs> yeah, the pair of uncomfiness or whatever it was. The, called. the was it the pair pair of discomfort or something? I don't know, yeah. No, I'm 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 underselling it. It was much nasty. Yeah. Pair, pair of anguish. That's the name of it. Right. Yeah, no. Even then, <laughs> the most benign term to discuss to to describe the most cruel thing ever in fucking invented. Shove something, sh shove something right in a wound, there. spread the wound open while drilling into it. Yeah, that's fucking awful. So anyway. <laughs> Welcome to the Final Show Films Torture uh, Torture Toys Podcast, where... Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Torture Talk with Final Show Films. Sponsored by Audible. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like Asterisk, we are not sponsored by Audible. If we turn into a Torture Talk. <laughs> I feel like that's a niche that could be filled, that isn't currently filled. Oh, yeah. It absolutely is. I think. Yep. I'm sure the History Channel is looking for programming still. <laughs> Why isn't that on History Channel? <laughs> because sure it, it doesn't at some point, but... because it doesn't directly relate to aliens in a it's... in a in a way that you can or easily Hitler. segue. Right, or alien Hitler. torture devices coming this summer on History Channel. <laughs> I say it's either aliens or World War Two. Yeah, and World War Two alien torture devices. <laughs> Let's hit let's hit max SEO. Yeah, they gotta hit they gotta get that SEO rating. But anyway. So you have a it's a it's a brazen bull. I don't know if you're gonna be able to get it in any color other than bronze. They come in different they come you, you can paint the outside. I, I feel like I shouldn't even be saying this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like, I no. watch I watch a lot of what? horror films. I binged the Saw franchise over the last week plus. Brazen Bulls come in a lot of different shapes, yeah. sizes, and colors. Because you because bronze bronze holds paint very well. So you can paint there. like it doesn't even have to be bronze. Yeah. Just a very heat retentive, very heat retentive metal. Yeah. The whole point is, it just has to be something that surround that entraps you in and surrounds you in a fairly tight area, and yes, can will 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 conduct heat very well and cook someone alive. Though I imagine, it. I imagine it's right, easier to clean to pee while you're in there. It doesn't. You don't really. It worry. That makes it worse. That, <laughs> that makes it much because worse. You're being burned to death. Yeah, I, I, the, the big concern. I think the big reason why you would want it made out of bronze is so that it's easier to clean the inside when you're done. Yeah, I mean stainless steel also works. Yeah, 
though. I mean, God damn it. Why are we stainless why steel? Are we I feel like, like theory I feel like stainless steel isn't as non-stick. Tool. Isn't as non-stick as bronze is. Yeah, uh, I bet you you could do a Teflon coating on the interior for a modern well, brazen bowl. Yeah, Teflon coating would be ideal. Are you really that concerned with how sanitary it is inside? Mostly for and the smell. Doesn't a little bit doesn't a little bit of gunk and the like just make the make the experience that much worse for the person inside? I feel like I don't want to walk through my brazen bull room and occasionally smell cooked human flesh. So I would I would want to cook I would want to rinse it out when I'm done. If you have a brazen bull, you're not that upset about the smell of cooked human flesh. <laughs> well, no. when, I, when I'm using the brazen bull, that's when I want to smell that. It's not a smell I want to smell occasionally randomly. I want that. That's, that's, a, that's a purpose-specific scent. Hello to our zero viewers that we have left. <laughs> and one less player. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> we have tangented before, but that is a new level. Welcome to Final Show Films, everybody. <laughs> Tangents are our specialty. It's what we do. The least, the least watched stream on the internet intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't, if you can't, very specific name. If you can't hand, if you can't handle us at our tangent, you don't deserve us at our on topic. <laughs> Is that that's our that's a that needs to officially be registered as our motto. <laughs> <laughs> I need that can that be a, a trademark phrase for us? 100% motto. Put that shit on a t-shirt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll do some graphic design. I'll mark something up later. Excellent. Awesome. Excellent. <laughs> I would, I would buy and wear that shirt. <laughs> not even joking. I would yeah. wear oh, the yeah. shit out of that shirt. <sighs> 100%. Maybe it'll actually sell on like the last shirt of design. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be uh, yelling, at least sell three. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so what is next? I don't fucking remember. <laughs> Let's see. We well, go, we, we've we, got... we go buy a hippo. <laughs> <laughs> we took care of the mirror. Colleen ate the mirror at this point, right? I yes, Colleen. She... Colleen has consumed the mirror of the dead. Okay. Yes, hand mirror. We have two left. Which yep. don't we believe do. we have leads on. The Lapis Philosophorum and the Cup of Eternity, one of which yeah, you know is with the Dark Council. There was talk of what we're going to do about the Jonas situation, which I do not remember specifically. Well, we, we know that he's in the Council's home base, so yes. Nico's suggestion would be, well, whenever we go get Jonas, we might as well pick up a Cup of Eternity on the way. We'll be in the area. <laughs> One could assume. Yeah. They have the cup of eternity. I have no idea yeah, where yeah. I am. Yeah, the yes. Dark Council. Yes. Yes. Right. They, the, they have the cup of eternity. We don't know where the uh, the Philosopher's Stone is yet. Nope. Nina and Astrid were drinking. That's so. right. That's yeah. right. Thank mm -hmm. you. So is Zero just in the background. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you're a weirdo. No, because it wasn't my scene. You, you guys were having a scene, and so Zara was just in the background drinking. <laughs> Nico rejoined Astrid. 
and et al. Whenever's narratively appropriate. So how'd it go? <clears throat> the talk with Who, Thomas. Me? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> I guess now is narratively appropriate. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, um... you, you walked into the scene. Uh, I mean, he's still operating, I think, under the effect that you specifically are mad at him. And so he needs to make up for that somehow. I think maybe a couple of statements got through. He needs to do but... less stupid things that would make up for it. That's kind of where I landed on stuff. Um, you know, less throwing yourself on grenades, especially when the grenade disposal team is kind of a unit and should probably handle that kind of thing together. Um, was the general thrust of what I was trying to get across. So yeah, I think I hit that most of those beats. I'll probably just have to do it six or seven more times. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Yeah. No, he's 100% going to backtrack probably immediately. And that's fine. We just have to keep it. Re- it's not fine, but you know what I mean? We just have to keep reinforcing it. Eventually right. it will sink in. It's not fine if it gets him or someone else killed. No, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. It's not fine. That's my concern here. They don't make, like, motivational tapes for what we do, do they? Hmm? No. Well, nor should they. Uh, okay. Network Zero. <laughs> nor should they. We do, but it's for our operatives, so. Yeah, no, I'm, thinking less, I'm thinking less corporate orientation and more just, like, you know, a couple of, couple of good juicy taglines to just put on a repeat and... <laughs> The set of headphones, kind Chiron, of. Thing. Chiron Group would have like the like the mantra the mantra calendar of of hunters. Yeah, we've, we've got like a, we've got like a mantra tape that we put in all of their like in all of their earpieces. So it's just you know they have this they have this sort of like localized brainwashing occurring at all times. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking like an inspirational desk calendar or something. No, no, no. It's like, okay. It's like subliminal encoding. Like, oh, okay. That's that's yeah, a different yeah, do thing. Yeah, that but... on the brainwash guys. <laughs> first, first, first not... thing that first thing that plays is "I will not fear." Fear is the mind killer. Yeah, exactly. Right. Gonna... We have to. Make, I mean, we, you know, we have to make sure our, we have to make sure our collections teams are well trained and mentally uh-huh. prepared. So we've got two things to find now. Yes, right? the Cup of Eternity and the fancy name for the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, which is just the Philosopher's Stone. Yes. Um, we have two objects, but we also need to find Jonas. Yes, right. yes, but Jonas is located in the same place where the Cup of Eternity is, so finding one will lead us to the other. Or at least he's he's held by the same people as the Cup of Eternity. Yeah, so it's we, kind we of don't... A... We don't know for sure that they're in the same place. Though. I mean, you probably don't get to be an all-powerful council of paranormals by, you know, just stashing all your stuff in the same safety deposit Put, box. But putting necess- all of, putting all of your MacGuffins in one in one location, not necessarily. No, but if we assume that any that any lead towards one will eventually lead us towards the other, we can approach that mm-hmm. as a singular item rather than two separate items. Right, yeah. and then we've got the Philosopher's Stone, which I think somebody said probably is a mage thing. Yes, mages. Yep. 
Is it worrying to anybody else that I literally don't know which of these is going to be worse to chase down and probably should be prioritized second? No, that's that's absolutely normal. I would say the Philosopher's Stone is going to be worse to chase down. It could be. I mean, mostly because outside of Sparkly, we don't have... We have people we can talk to, but we don't necessarily have, have a direction to take with that. Also, anti-mage tactics are not guaranteed, unlike with other resources where silver or fire work. Didn't we have the... I mean, oh, hey, you're here, too. I... He snuck in in the back. Okay. Uh, shouldn't we find the, the the thing that we don't know where it is? Technically, we don't know where either of them are. Well, I mean, we have a little bit of lead on the other one because stuff's starting to notice that we're, you know, doing I would, our thing. I would say because people are starting to notice that we take the lead that we have, get that, like, okay, how much time do we have before Kaboom at this point? Most of a year still. Definitely. Still, right? Like yeah. it's only it's bar- like you had to take several days and some time for a trip, but it, it's barely been it's been like two a like month. A month and a half. So like yeah, month eleven and months and four days or something yeah. like that. Yeah, we so, have been ten- we have been burning through stuff really fast, which honestly has probably drawn more attention than less. Let's say ten yeah, months. I'm okay with that. I would say here's my argument. I would say that the Dark Council, or anyone who would call themselves that, is probably more likely to be adversarial to the idea of us acquiring said item, and thus more likely to move. So since we have a lead on it, we should move on it quickly, and then we have 11 months to try and find the other one, rather than take a month month or two to try and find the other one in that time we the 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 stone and jonas or the cup and jonas are have a month to be moved to somewhere where we'll never see it again only problem is that our only lead there is that the repo will show us the way better than nothing i mean it's almost nothing though it's almost nothing. You're not wrong. It's a name. A name that every that, that one out of every five hitmen operating in the world uses for themselves. Okay, yeah. well, we know the Reapers at least, okay, in Atlanta area or roughly thereabouts, based on our intel from yes. and pres- Headless Charlie. Presumably supernatural, which means not necessarily likely to utilize the name Reaper in common parlance. Hmm. Reaper puts- I mean, it's brute forcing it a little bit, but we can just go find every Reaper we can, and as long as they've done something unpleasant, we murder them. <laughs> Again, though, the issue there we go is... full, We go full Terminator? They're called Reapers, so they're going to be having done things terrible things regardless, but most of them are going to be human. Yeah. We probably don't want to just murder him. No. That's we well, need to find yeah. out where mm. the can- where the council is. Well. Obviously. 
My con my 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 concern is that with a name like Reaper might be actual might not be a moniker, if you get my drift. Could be a oh, classification. Or the grim one, rather. Uh since we have already fought off a knuckle of a I mean Alright, this might be the Santa Claus paradox, but I feel like if there's a Grim Reaper, there's a whole battalion of them. Because do you know how many people die every day? I guess. You know how many people of them I kill without touching? That's a separate discussion that I'll be happy to have later. What I mean is that while there could while the Grim Reaper might have forces underneath them, likely if it these concepts don't come into being from whole cloth, as it were. Well, mm. you're okay. not wrong. And if it's... It sounds like we're probably... <laughs> it sounds like we're probably talking to mages regardless of which direction we go. Fair. Fuck. You think our Yusatotos yep. might be able to offer some information on the Grim Reaper? Maybe. Like, unless maybe we just need to have a conversation with death. Unless, Colleen, you know anything about the Grim Reaper. Uh, <clears throat> or the Reaper. Colleen kind of... I mean... If we're to go by, like, common mythological parlance of big scary skeleton man with a dark robe and a scythe that takes the souls of the fallen. And a pale horse. Um, probably more something to do with the dead than with the mages. Yes, but would the Thanatos know about them? I mean, maybe. That's sort of their field of study and forte, but, I mean, any individual mage is about as likely to know anything about any other supernatural creature as any other mage. I mean, so... The reason I'm thinking a mage is yes, if it, 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 if it's the actual dead, the only way. Well, that's not true. Never mind. I mean, I have we his have hand mirror. Who, if it is the Grim Reaper, so. we have someone who has a direct connection to the dead. Yes, I do. So it's not like it's not the sort of thing that I normally have conversations with, as it were? Normally or capable of? I can try. I mean, I have the powers of the hand mirror, which is, you know, the whole purpose is that it can call the dead to be... But if the if the Grim Reaper is a construct of death rather than a ghost themselves, per se, it wouldn't necessarily work, would it? Not on them, but if you needed to ask a dead person a question. Yeah. Because my only other idea is to go full flatliners, and you never want to go full flatliners. Well, I, I look around. Uh, are, are my ghosts around? Not at the moment. Hmm. Well, if you... You're like, shit, we're being talked about in red. <laughs> well, do we have any specific spirits in mind? Have y'all killed anyone particularly powerful who might be able to answer this? But, you know, 
I feel like it would need. I feel like it would more need to be a spirit whose self awareness retain is retained in some level, and is potentially doesn't hold a grudge against us for killing them. That too. I mean, if we have a ghost, if we can just get a ghost present, I can figure out what the ghost knows. Okay. Yes, but having you... Because I inhale it and Yeah, then, right, know, right, right. Having, right. having, yeah, having <laughs> you eat a ghost is another option, yes. Right. So the, the question but there in, that Bear's asking there, would you gain knowledge that they, don't, that they themselves are unaware they have, for instance, if it is a mindless ghost? Uh, as I look up the details in the book, <laughs> Nico hems and haws for a moment. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Because while... I don't believe it specifies in the mechanics, and unless it does, I'm going to say that uh, you would not be, like, because what they know would be the entire sum of their life experience, which I feel is too much to learn just by inhaling a ghost. I feel like it would be the knowledge they have as that is imprinted upon them as a ghost, basically. So... Yeah, let me can... let me check and see if there's any specifics on the... Yes, because if you inhaling a ghost simply turns you into a... Into... Uh, let's say a clown for five minutes. That's not necessarily something we want to go through. Come on, book, open up. Oh, I do like the. I do like to imagine Nico like eats a plumber and just starts fixing pipes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, the hunter knows all there is to know about the ghost, at least as far as the ghost can remember. Whatever the ghost knows, the hunter now knows. So yeah, it looks like it would have to be their active knowledge that they are still in retention of. So it would be more useful to talk to a ghost than in that particular case. I mean, unless, yeah. I mean, whatever the ghost knows, you now know. So talking to the ghost would get you the same result as eating it. Assuming the ghost is willingly communicable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do we have any ideas for people who are willingly communicable that we wouldn't mind Nico eating? I think the better question is what ghost would know what we're looking for. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can think of I mean, one. You don't exactly hear every ghost talking about the Grim Reaper. No, I can think of one, but I don't think he's available to us anymore. Which one? Father. Point. I don't want to eat your dad. I feel like he would just tell us if he could. I mean, he, he's he been pretty helpful, yeah. But I feel like he's already passed on, so... he He's dispersed, yes. He gave us his last wisdom and then... went. I mean, good for him. How does the... How, do you know how utilizing the powers of the mirror work? Do you simply say a name, or does someone else say a name while looking at you? Uh, I can call upon as far as i understand it from i it's fairly fresh i'm still learning about it but i can call upon the presence of a spirit or all spirits if i want to remake that ghost tornado um but i can call upon the presence of a spirit whose name i know or whose face i'm familiar with i mean let's keep the ghost tornado in our back pocket just in case but yeah let's try to do one-offs for the immediate future. 
Nico, how many ghosts can you eat at once? Just one. Oh, okay. And then I have to make another dose and wait uh, a couple days and then another one and then yeah, but you know, one at one at a time. If we're going by volume, then you could just suck down a gross tornado and No, that would That'd I don't know what that would do, but that's probably would... bad. I would probably die or I would be batting on a level almost with Colleen at that point and probably also no longer be me. So let's give that a pass. Yeah, you no. would probably explode. That was going to be my, I, I felt like that was probably the more likely. Yeah, we're not doing that. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Trying to think. Yeah. No, it's it's that basic comic book thing of oh this guy eats X. Well, if you overload him, then he can't take it. Mm. We could always go find some dead people. I mean, those are easy to find. Mm. Okay. The question is which which one knows what Nina you're looking pulls for. Out her, yeah. Pulls out her phone and starts googling some things. <laughs> what are you looking for? Uh well, Jeremy is googling. Uh, historical individuals uh, associated with, with with death. Ah, because um, <laughs> if it could literally be anybody, that whose ghost is still around, but yes, whose ghost is still around, we may have to try multiple times if we have right. to get a mm-hmm. list of names. Uh, right, I'll I'll do. So, um, I'll I'll actually so, pull out my phone as well and search for uh, n- uh, noted occultists who have recently passed. Ooh, Crowley. Crowley. I know. Alistair Crowley? Yeah, I was about to say. Alistair Crowley. He'd be the first choice. So what Nina's saying is we have a rendezvous with death. Hmm. No, no. I know who our first choice needs to be. Wait, what what? I'm just I'm just making poetry jokes. Ignore me. Okay. Hmm? Fucking um um uh uh Rasputin. Oh fuck. <laughs> He's died like seventeen times. I feel like this would require him to be dead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I he's mean, dead. I don't believe it. Like <laughs> I uh, hope he's Col- dead. Colleen focuses for a second. He's either not dead or doesn't have a ghost. Okay. One of those two. I'm voting. I'm going to guess dead. the latter. Definitely for my sanity's sake. Um, I mean, or. He he just like I'm sure that mirror can do a shit ton, but if anybody could just be like, nah. I feel like it might be it was his mirror. Yeah. Life. Uh yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm looking up any uh, local notable occultists that died recently. Because of all uh, the people, roll me would, all, intelligence people, and computers. Because of all the people that would open their fucking eyes and ears as soon as they died, it would be one of them. I'm just gonna say Crowley, John D, Anton Lavey, um. Anton- Actually, I just want you to summon Anton Lavey, anyways, because I got some words for him. <laughs> um, hey, motherfucker! Did, did you say intelligence and occult, William? Intelligence Gerald and computers. Gerald Gardner. Um, uh, I mean, the first one already got a hit. I can, I can find, I can sense Alistair Crowley. He's still hanging around. Of course, he is. That prima donna. That. 
He can't be right. dramatic right. if he's actually dead. All right, I mean, but, you know, but here's dead, the dead, thing, Nina. Whoever's hanging around, is it worth putting up with the pretentiousness and the tiresomeness? To prevent the end of the world? Okay, fine. You can just eat him and we won't have to, Nico. I don't know if he'd go down well. Are you worried about the taste of Aleister Crowley's ghost? That's Wouldn't a valid be? thing to be concerned about. <laughs> in, in a world where the sentence I eat, I eat Aleister Crowley's ghost is a possibility, yes, I would be concerned about the taste. Couldn't we just get like somebody interesting like Oscar Wilde? <laughs> you really think Oscar Wilde knows that much about death and reality? Or would have paid attention after he died? Yeah. Look, if you read the picture of Dorian Gray, I feel like there's some insightfulness to be had. But okay, no, Crowley is probably a safer bet. You're you're right. I'll figure it out. Uh, so I got one success on my search. Um, there's probably a few names, but not anything of significance is what you can find right now. Okay. But I'm not finding any better alternatives, so Crowley it is. Okay. One. Swear to God, if he's voiced by Mark Shepard, I'm going to fucking... Can we send him back very quickly? Because that's the, the wrong fucking Crowley. And nobody should be listening to anything he has to say. Or everyone should be listening to everything he has to say. No, because then somebody will make a deal. <laughs> for, first off, he's voiced by me, so you're stuck with it. Select. <laughs> Much better. I, I, um, no offense to William, but I think Mark Shepard would be the better voice to have if we could afford it. <laughs> you know, but I, just feel, I just feel safer. That's all I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> I just want to hear uh, yes, Mark Shepard talk in my ear. That's all I want. I mean, if I could, if we could hire Mark Shepard to fucking ad lib Alistair Crowley for for five minutes, <laughs> or the or his own Crowley, I'd be fine with that too. Both either. Those that are anyway. unaware, Mark Shepard plays a character named Crowley in Supernatural. He has a very ridiculously good to listen to voice. Let him fucking play Badger. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> anyway, Colleen kind of, okay, one really old British occultist coming up. <laughs> so you're saying his Mark Shepard would fit. <laughs> He's going to try to fuck every single one of us, by the way, just so you know. Well, we'll point oh, him at Nico first. Well. The horniest man in the history of the universe. Included, <laughs> you, you are including Rasputin in that number. So. I am absolutely including Rasputin <laughs> in that. Rasputin did it because he had an agenda. Crowley did it because he just needed to get get his fuck on. Yes. Now um, I, John, feel like my title is being attacked and I need to defend it. <laughs> <laughs> None can be hornier than I. <laughs> I mean, Alistair Crowley. We duel at dawn. That's some bad news With for you. sex? Sure. <laughs> Whatever weapons are at hand. The sex. Join us at dawn for necrophilia. 
We've tangented it again. But uh, as as you Colleen, I wanted to get rid of our one viewer that was still hanging <laughs> on. You say that as if we the torture. You say that as if we ever stopped. <laughs> but uh, Colleen focuses for a moment, and as she does, the lights dim for a bit. What little light there is down here, and a wind picks up. And on it, flowing in from the outside of this of this underground facility, is a drifting stream of ashes that begins to circle around the outside of the group and slowly begins to circle in and tighten until the ashes coalesce and ignite in a bright blue-white flame. And from that flame comes the semi-shape of a humanoid figure. It's impossible to determine a real face per se, but the energy present is definitely someone who has accrued more power in their death than they ever had in their life. Am I the only person that can see this, or can everyone see it? Everyone can at this point. This is some. This is a phenomenon that is visible. Well You've then, called Alistair Crowley. What can I do for you? We have a few questions that we'd hoped you'd be able to answer. Willingly. That depends on the question. What do you know of agents of death, particularly any that claim the moniker of Reaper? I know the agents of death quite familiarly, as you might imagine. Are you saying, Mr. Crowley, that you talked with the dead? I don't quite understand that reference. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I, the, I, the storyteller, do. I'm really glad that John cut me off because I was about to go off on a full amount of jokes about the, about the Aussie song. <laughs> do you have any questions for me? Yes. What went on in your head? <laughs> but we are hunting the Reaper. And would like any information that you might be able to provide. There is only one Reaper, as far as the domains of death are concerned. He is death incarnate, shall we say. He is not the all of death. People die just fine without his presence, but he is the personification thereof. Things wilt in his path. Decay follows him wherever he goes. Wherever you see a mysterious blight upon the world that disappears into nowhere, leading shortly to the death of someone important, he has been there. I would like to do a... 
ins uh, not insight. I know it's uh, ghost sight, empathy. It's an empathy against the. I want to see how, whether is this dude just bullshitting us or is he confident in the things he knows, etc. Basically, what Nina's trying to figure out is, does the Grim Reaper really have standards? (laughs) I mean, it's Crowley. He very easily could just be talking shit or think, or, you know. Right. Spend a willpower on this. Pretentious isn't a bug. It's a feature. Right. (laughs) Three... One! Uh, 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 uh. It's hard to read a man when his entire expression is fire. Well, I, I, just to be clarify, I want to make I want I want to note that uh, uh, Kayla Wynn rolled that uh, particular what's an empathy roll. Oh, you are correct. Nina I had Sky. the wrong character sheet. I need to re-roll that. Yeah. Is Nina's wits and empathy better? I think so. Uh, Nico rolled yes, two just to one see one better. Okay. And Sheesh. what do you know? I had wits and empathy already selected on this sheet. Hey. There awesome. we go. <laughs> there you go. With an exceptional success from both of you, this is someone who has learned far more in life than he did in that he or far more in death than he knew in life. This is someone who is okay. speaking from experience. You would not be surprised if this is a person who intentionally became a ghost because he wanted to learn more. Well, fuck me. What do you know of the... Just the sheer, like, the power and presence of this ghost is enough to say this person knows what he's talking about and is probably very high up as far as any ghost you will ever find. High up in the ghost hierarchy. As much as one can exist. Do you know anything about the patterns or foibles of this Reaper? Something that one might use to better track them down or deal with them? I say there is only one Reaper. There is only the one personification at any individual time. However, as the personification of death, he cannot be truly killed nor can he truly be said to only exist in one place or follow traditional rules of travel, where one personification dissembles, another emerges. Death must be, so is the Reaper. All are one, but... Who... If you might so he's know. less an individual and more a manifestation? There you go. A manifestation huh. of a constant. Uh, who would be powerful enough to pull the strings of said Reaper? Would take someone very powerful indeed. The Reaper is a fundamental force who comes when death must be grand. He comes before the events of the most historic deaths in the world. His fingerprints are on mass genocide, the death of tyrants, the murder of saints. Uh, 
How does he feel about those who undermine death? Likely poorly. I suspect that as his nature is the personification of the end, those who would defy the end become his enemies. And when they thus be dealt with appropriately. Such is his way. If one would become too powerful in their defiance of death, then so would come the Reaper to bring them a suitably epic demise. I look at the others and see if anyone else has any specific questions. The manifestation, would you say it has personhood at all? Insofar as something like this can. There is, in my dalliances with the creature, something of a persona to it. It is difficult to read and often silent. But, well, let's just say that Charles Dickens was not too far off. This persona wearing a bullet-ridden trench coat and have the longest magnum in existence. That is a Persona 5 joke. That's fine. I'm the only one that gets it. I got it. (laughs) I wish you could get that persona, honestly, but you know. (sighs) Unfortunately, you can't. (laughs) Okay, so we're looking for the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Who also murders people, well, attends murders of people. I feel like influences the murder of people is an appropriate instrumentation. Look, he already said I was on the right track. Go fuck yourself. We don't have that technology. Sorry, I I don't, I don't. uh, This this is very new to me. So, uh, mm. But if you're looking to find him, His nearest trail is always in the wake of decay. Things rotting unnaturally. Things dead before their time. Yes, but which decay? How does one, if, you know, one is not of your persuasion? Persuade, of your current state of, of existence. Let's put it that way. How does one chat up death? Very carefully. I wouldn't be able to tell you. I haven't done it while I'm alive. It's fair. It's fine. We'll have a lovely chat. Flip it around. If one were on your of your persuasion, how would one talk with said individual? Forcefully and with conviction. Okay, I'm not looking for an approach. I'm looking for how do you actually do it? It is a personification. It can be communicated with. It understands. It hears. Do you just call out, hey, death, I'm in the neighborhood. Hit me up. <laughs> Texting death, you it's up. My digit. <laughs> <laughs> Scream into the night uncontrollably. Like, is there a particular method like, of contact? Yes, that, that's what I'm saying. Is how do you actually? Do we get a Ouija board? What do we need to do? 
you just figure out where he is, go where he is, and wait for him to manifest. Approach him. That's been, my, that's been my method at the very least. Uh, but to be fair, I don't die if I if he touches me because I'm already dead. Right. All right. Monsters Incorporated rules. I get it. I don't remember that rule being in Monsters Incorporated. You you need to watch more movies. Um. They weren't killing the children; they were scaring them. I'm there was a whole thing about don't let the kid touch you. Uh, okay, Jesus. Um, <laughs> we have tangents in character too. I love. I love how we're... <laughs> oh my god! I love how we're. Right. How... <laughs> I love Nina's just sitting back and watching Nico and Zero get snippy about a Pixar <laughs> film. <laughs> I can already sense that you've actually had quite the close encounter with him, though perhaps the sense that you had been seeking has led you on the wrong trail as far as that was concerned. Are you talking about the Hawaii thing? No, something much lo- something longer ago. Out on fire? Is it's a it's an essence about some of you, not all of you. Is it when a cra- when a crazy priest stuck a shotgun in my fucking face? What was that? Before your time. Yeah. It was a time ago. It is old. A long rested scent of his essence nearby. But you've been somewhere where something was rotting. Where there was a trail of decay. Okay, well, we'll go back through the journals and figure out where that was and start looking around. Which ones of us? You, he says, looking at at you, Astrid. And you, he says, looking at Nina. Oh, shit. Is this back? You know what I mean. When we're at my place. All the dismembered bits and shit. And uh, if anyone wants uh, to jog their character's memory, they can roll (laughs) intelligence and uh, uh, resolve. Paul saw kids and shit. I thought that was just because of Nina. That was because of Colleen's nightmares. Oh, the owls and things? Two successes. Nico rolled just in case somebody told him about it once. So, Astrid and Nina, <laughs> uh, you remember, you thought it was the knuckle of you at the time, but there was a trail of rot leading into the hedge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still got nothing. Yeah, I'm like, I think I This was this. just you before so- a crazy priest stuck a shotgun in your face. Okay, I have, I have very very vague memories about this. You picked the wrong people to have memories. This, of this was in Astrid's townhouse complex, right? Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. Yep. yep. There yeah. was the hollow. It was mm-hmm. covered in blood and shit, and then just rot going into the hedge. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I do remember I, that I remember now. Because we were we were trying to figure out what sort of vampire would have that kind of magic. Mm-hmm. We thought it was yeah. a vampire that was doing. We it. We did think it was a vampire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, then Astrid will ask 
Is it in the hedge? It goes what it likes. Death goes to all things that live. I'd like to see that conversation. Hello, I'm here to reap your soul. What are you talking about? I'm an archfey. I don't think it cares. No, it doesn't, but I'd still love to see the conversation. Well, cool. That gives us a starting point. I was going to I was thinking we'd have to hack some satellite imagery or something. If satellites could track death, don't you think they'd already be doing so? I mean, well, for like rot on... and shit. <laughs> I would argue that they almost certainly already are. Well, they're tracking life to deliver death. I feel like that's a difference. Anyway, do we need to take up more of Mr. Crowley's time or. Oh, please. I love having an audience. I'm sure you do. Yeah, that's kind of what's worrying me right about now. Mm. I have no further questions. Um, so you said when you talk to him, you don't have to worry about it because you're, you're not, you're dead, right? Already beyond his reach, yes. So he can't do anything to you? No, no. But he can certainly do stuff to us. Oh, yes. I don't know that you can do anything to him, to be perfectly honest. Good to know. Okay. So talk sure, you could try if you felt like being violent with the personification of the end. Talking and retreating at the same time, I feel, is the tactic. Good to know. I'm I I I'm done with this fucker. Yeah, I'm done. He looks over to Colleen. Lovely, darling. And you know how to reach me if you ever need my if you never need my advice again. And he bows as much as a pillar of flame can bow. Uh, and mm-hmm. Colleen kind of waves, and the the flame disperses into ash and drifts out of and drifts out of sight. Well, that was helpful and informative. It was. I like how the sound effects of the, the stream, basically, he, he walked out a squeaky door, and then it slammed behind him. Yeah. <laughs> Austin is providing sound effects. <laughs> Thanks for the foley, Austin. You're great, bud. So... So we have a lead now. I'm going to be honest. You know how I said you never go full flatliners? We might want to go full flatliners. Are we talking 1990 Um, flatliners or 2017 flatliners? The good flatliners. 1990 flatliners it is. Yes. Before we risk permanent brain damage, um, why not just let me try to talk to him? Because we don't know if he can, we don't know if he actually needs to touch you to kill you. Also, we don't know where to find him yet either. So we kind of have to do that bit first, I think, right? Yeah. We have a a lead at least in that location, but. Yeah, but how long ago did you guys find Rot Band? A little while ago. Mm -hmm. Right before you came into the picture. 
No. I'm like a harbinger. Well, it was a harbinger of you, really. I had a harbinger. And it was death. Right? How badass does that make me look? Death is the harbinger of Nico. (laughs) Correlation, causation, not a thing, but still. I could arrange a facility where they would be able to resuscitate us after a certain period of time, but I have no idea how long it would give you before permanent damage occurs. Okay. Sounds very dangerous. It is, the, the, the concept here yes. is that we will die, become ghosts, and then be medically revived after a certain set period of time. So yes, it's, it's very dangerous. It's literally the, the definition of danger. We are dying. Yes. On the other hand, is that more dangerous than corporeally having to try, the, try to have a conversation with the anthrop- anthropomorphic personification of death who I am unfortunately believing after that conversation is not a woman in her young 20s wearing a, a tank top with an ankh tattoo and yeah well, or I that would be a tattoo. fine conversation theoretically they could be they just are also a giant shroud of blackness that William what does soul. Nico need to roll to pick up on something that the ascending ones can make that he might have heard of at some point uh intelligence occult add your status okay if, it's not really the look that's the concern it's the attitude there we want we want we we want game and death's attitude the reason why i was suggesting myself to talk is because ghosts do have a bit of a more benign sense towards me and if the rules of ghosts might even tangentially apply to the reaper that would give us some sort of advantage without having to kill one of us but you can certainly try like i'm not i'm not averse to that idea i'm simply (laughs) i know it sounds weird but death is the potentially more reversible option if things go bad. Certainly, I understand your I understand <laughs> the point you're making. Okay, but I could also go talk to Amalia and see about incense of the next world. Which does what? Yeah, like I have no idea. I just he, he said something that was a thing, so I assume yeah. Puts so there's this thing called Twilight, which is where ghosts and spirits hang out and with the correct substances and enough mental focus and that sort of thing, I can basically astral project there as the closest equivalent you can get to being a ghost while you're still you have a living body. That would just be you, though. Unless well, yeah, but if all we need to do is have a converse, uh, if all, no, you would, it oh. would poison you to pieces and you would melt yeah um we have we have a couple of different avenues we could pursue in that case but first we do need to locate the reaper or at least the last known location thereof correct which book is that in uh that is in uh hunter the vigil on page 177 well 176 177 cool the the actual listed page is 176, 177. I think it's like 178 by the PDF. Yeah, Incense of the Next World. Cool. Yes, Thomas. 
don't don't I mean this this Reaper guy works works for the Dark Council, right? So Well, the Reaper the Reaper will lead us to the Dark Council. We don't necessarily know that they work for them explicitly. Yeah, I really hope they haven't subjugated actual death. Yes, if they've subjugated actual death, then I feel like our chances of dealing with them is nil at that point. Fair. Don't lead to... Do we really need to even talk to this guy? I believe the vampire like did imply follow. in his description that the Reaper is their killer. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, yes, but that's not explicitly proof that they control it. They could just be on. They could just be figuring out some way to point him. Yeah, they could be pointing it. They could be like a hippo. Yeah, like a hippo. They could be pointing it. <laughs> Logical guillotine. Yes. Yes. They could be. It all comes full circle. The, the options. Exactly. The options are the Dark Council controls death, at which point our chances of success drop dramatically. The Dark Council simply has ways of maneuvering death at their will, which at which point our chances of success drop, but not as dramatically. Or the vampire was lying, and the Council of Darkness doesn't control death at all, at which point our chances of success remain where they are. Or. Death is on the council? Or, well, that would fall under the first option. I mean, kind of subheading, but yeah. Yes. Um, That's the worst option. Yes, either that, yeah. either, either is on or is controlled by, both of which are bad options. Now, if death is controlling, or, I mean, the council's controlling death, and we can figure out how to stop that our manifestation might either be grateful to us or really pissed off at them. And that could turn things slightly to our Either of those is a win for us. What if they're controlling... Kinda, yeah, right? What if they're controlling it through use of the cup of eternal life, which I will remind you has the words eternal life associated with it. I mean, eternity and eternal life are two very different things. Yes, but I feel like death would have problems eliminating eternal life. We won't know until we we don't we won't know until we talk with death. Yes, but it's good to have a clear picture of all the potential outcomes. Oh, okay. So, 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 so what you're saying is, okay, yeah, they control death, and then we free death, and he goes after them, and they're like, "Ha! Ah, you've activated my trap card." Basically, they can't. Death can't okay. actually do anything about it, or they're controlling death by means of the item we need to retrieve. Either okay. way, if the shadowy evil council of death, or if the shadowy evil council of supernatural bad guys is controlling death, we should probably stop that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm with Nina on that one. Well, um... There's a third option for actually making contact, and I doubt you're going to like it, but we, we it's had, a thing. We had three options already. This would make four. Well, I feel like this is going to be something involving her. Less me specifically. I mean, I could theoretically if I tried and knew what I was doing, but I really don't, so I don't want to run that risk. 
but astral projection is a thing that mages do. Yes, so we, so, would, ha- we would have a mage communicate with death for us. Or have a mage project your soul for you. That I'm less trustworthy on. No offense, but somebody else puppeteering my soul, not a fan. No, it's someone else pushing your soul out. It's not better. I am approximately three billion percent on board with that idea. (laughs) I'm willing to go with that idea. So we all get mage smacked in the face. Mm -hmm. Trot around on the astral. Yeah, you guys remember that one scene. You you guys remember that one scene in um, uh, Endgame with the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's astral projection. Just forcible, Mm. sort of. I mean, it was forcible then too. Proxy, Mm. sort of. Mm. I probably could do it, but I've never done it before, and I don't want to fuck it up. Let's uh, yeah. Let's. Let's not do it. It'll, let's not have a first timer astral project a lot of us. Yeah, yeah, it seems kind of like. Oh, that. but but then but then imagine. Sorry, I love the trope of everybody gets knocked out of their bodies and then accidentally comes back to yes! the wrong ones. Never mind. <laughs> let's do it. Yes, let's it would be hilarious. I, I will. Albeit horrifying. I will firmly set that out. <laughs> We know, we know, you like your body. I also like my body being inhabited by my soul. That's that's what I was getting at. The you inside your body likes your body that you're inside of. Yes. I mean, to be fair, we would need somebody to stay there with whatever mage it is so that when we're inevitably betrayed... <laughs> you have somebody to stab cut, them. You can, right. you can shoot them that's in the fair. head a lot. Or stab, but yes, I will gladly volunteer for that position. You must shoot them at least once for me. I will shoot them with your gun at least once for you. Thank you. That way it's like you shooting them. If you'd like, I'll use your hand. Yes. Because <laughs> I'll be dead. Like, stab, 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 dead? Okay, drag the corpse over, put the gun in the hand, <laughs> point it at the head, like... pull the trigger. <laughs> Please, frame my dead body for murder. Would you like it to be a murder-suicide? No. Would you like it to be a mass murder? No. Okay, just the one. Just the no, one. No, we, we literally want to make it look like this person who was obviously dead before somehow shot this person in the head yes. as well. <laughs> so the man came in here to eat some pot. <laughs> Does anyone have any ideas on who we should contact to do this? Yes. I mean, I know who to do it on on my end if I'm doing my incense thing, but... Colleen, what kind of magey types are we going to want to talk to about astral projection? I mean, kind of already spoke to one. I mean, Jack could probably do it. It's kind of his forte, but other than that, the rock star probably could? So Jack, Pumpkin Jack or Shawnee Dragonheart? 
I feel like Nina's going to trust a rock star before she trusts a martician. Would she? Nina is a rock star. Are you star. fucking kidding me? I'm a rock star. I know how unreliable we are. <laughs> okay, that's fair, too. That said, I do prefer the idea of spreading out our our our, our favors among... We have already cashed in one favor with Shawnee, haven't we? Yeah. That was a vague favor. And and she did catch us with all that cocaine, so, you know. I don't think she believed it was cocaine, Nico. Damn it! Let's just say most, most uh, individuals in the entertainment have a nose for that sort of thing. No, I'm going to be honest, I would actually... I feel like Jack is actually probably the better idea, because... Jack is also fairly knowledgeable about death, as I understand it. That was the vibe. That was the vibe he was giving off. Yes. So, if we're gonna astro project, so we can go talk to death, maybe the astral projecting death mage over the astral projecting sex, drugs, and rock and roll mage. That's my only answer. Also, I'm slightly more familiar with uh, Pumpkin Jack's build and thus can have a better chance, does have a better chance of successfully decapitating him in one swing if needed. Yeah. I'll go with whoever people are comfortable with. First, oh, either well, way. Comfort comes into it. <laughs> I'm going to probably spend the next eight months in say portland <laughs> therapy <laughs> Jeez, therapy doesn't in work portland, for in portland. <laughs> uh first we need to track down a location simply turning you all into ghosts and then having you wander around the city going hey death come here let's have a chat doesn't sound like a particularly smart plan Okay, well, that brings up an um, important point that we need to figure out. Because, you know, I'm a bit of an occultist, and I've done my, I've, uh, I've done my reading on astral projection. And when you astral project, you don't necessarily go just... You're not just necessarily outside of your body. You could go to an entirely different realm, so... Yeah, you can... There's a lot of different layers of reality that you can project yourself to. From what I'm gathering, though, if someone like Crowley is able to communicate with them, we're probably going to want to be either in this realm or in Twilight. Well, should we go do a magey consultation and see if our if Jack has any expert advice to kind of Point us in the right direction. Sure. Go then. Back to a funeral home or mortician's office, I guess. I will text him to let him know we're coming. Yeah, out in the pumpkin patch where he's currently mourning over the fact that he doesn't have any ideas for Halloween and planning to invade Christmas. Speaking of, it's, uh, you know, like mid-early December right now. Oh, God. (laughs) But 
You arrive at the mortician's office. You are let in and very quickly shown back to Jack's office. As we're walking in, Zero's just muttering under his breath, there are few who deny it. What I do, I am the best. <laughs> Jack, buddy, pal, our favorite mortician. <laughs> who we last saw so long, like three hours ago. <laughs> it's only been three hours. It's been our sense of, a little bit Our sense of time is fucked. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, we just finished that job last night. What's up? So <laughs> we have a rendezvous with death. Hmm. You, you think you think that we asked you to do something weird last night? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I could not My stop beer. for death, so death kindly stopped for me, huh? That was the pre-show before our WrestleMania of weird-ass things. Did you know you can sing that poem to the Gilligan's Island tune? It's great. (laughs) Yes, you can. Most of Emily Dickinson's stuff. In the course of our investigations, it has become painfully aware to us that we need to have a conversation with an entity known as the Reaper. Or Death Incarnate, whom I'm sure you are aware of the existence of, considering your specialization. I've had an encounter, very close encounters, with the personification of the end uh, a few times, yes. And you're looking to converse with it? Apparently, this Reaper will be able to direct us in some manner towards the encampment of a council of dark creatures that resides uh, that rules over the monsters currently rampaging through Atlanta. Mm. So we need to talk to it to get to them. Right, all right. Um And Nico's watching him to see if that raises any bells or he's gotten <laughs> jumpy or squirrely at all from that. Roll wits and empathy. Spending a willpower? Sure. I like Five how, I like how as, we, as we've progressed in this campaign, we've gone from keep all the secrets to fuck it, tell them everything. <laughs> See Basically, apparently. <laughs> um, his reaction is interesting because it's not like a sudden panic or squirreliness, and it's not like a I knew this was happening and I was just waiting for you to ask me about it. It was more of like a there's this, there's this. There's this faint raise of the eyebrow that's like taking in new information that is very quickly subsumed into the into the analysis, and you get this sense of a suspicion confirmed rather than okay. something he knew ahead of time. <clears throat> kind of a oh okay, well I guess that tracks. <laughs> now these other things that I had been looking into make more sense. Something like that. And thus, in order to commune with death, we require the services of one who can forcefully 
shove a soul out of a body temporarily. Right, because you would rather not encounter death physically and thus die. Yes. Yep. And we realize we're punching a bit above our weight class in this, but if you would be willing to assist, we'd appreciate it. Well, the end of the world sounds bad because I live here. Uh It is where we keep all of our stuff, yes. Yeah. And to sweeten the deal, and Nico slides him a $15 Starbucks gift card. <laughs> he just kind of looks at it for a minute, and you see like the most comedic arch of the eyebrow, and then just in this very swift motion, hand goes up, slams down on the card, slides it over. I'll take it. They've got pumpkin spice lattes right now. <laughs> that's the first time you've seen someone in this position and particularly a mortician of all people let alone a mage to go run with the bit Nico just makes friends absolutely to appeal to people (laughs) who are who are interested in exploring the concept of death I mean, his name is Pumpkin <laughs> Jack. Of all people to run with the bit, obviously it was going to be him. He took that name himself. Come on. Astrid's just surprised that it wasn't like a pack of drugs. Because that's Nico's <laughs> thing. Yeah. They were duct taped to the underside. Hmm. Oh, say, white powder. Oh, the... <laughs> if you lick the back of it, he dipped it in LSD. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But yes, would you be able to assist us in this endeavor? I probably could. But I'm not the uh, spontaneous kind of mage. I, you may have noticed, everything I do requires a good amount of ritual setup. So what? Ten minutes? I'm kidding. How long, though? Um, tell you what. Come back. Give me two weeks. Okay. I've got a lot of materials that I've got to find. Seems fair enough. And I have to build a coffin for each of you. I'm going to need your measurements. Just those four. Okay. I'm sorry, coffin. Like I said, I'm not the spontaneous kind of ma- kind of mage. I feel like Nina might There's already a... have one. This is going to sound weird. But does it have to be does it have to be a coffin that you have specifically made with specific things? Yes, I have to build each of you a special coffin. All right, I have my coffin measurements. Cool. I don't suppose you'd believe I was a 36-24-36, would you? With that figure, maybe, but... Nah. No, Uh... Nico's more of a (laughs) (laughs) 36-24-20. 
Sometimes you have to do a photo shoot for an album and then you ask, hey, can I keep the coffin? And they say, what the fuck? Why not? We're not going to use it for anything else. I mean, you're all welcome to use these coffins if, if you, whenever you eventually expire, if you like, because they're going to have to be tuned to each of you individually anyway. Well, so we know that they'll work well for pushing our souls out temporarily. Would we expect anything odd in the case of a more long-term occupation? Uh, if you were going to die, you probably wouldn't... Um, it wouldn't be a pleasant experience being permanently ejected out of your body. Okay. Good to know. The, the process of astral projection by itself is uh, strange, surreal, mysterious, but not painful. The process of soul sundering, from what I've heard, is excruciating. What sunders souls, might we ask? Horcruxes. Mm -hmm. The scythe that you're trying not to get hit with. So be careful when talking to death. Oh, when your souls are already gone, that's less of a problem. <laughs> no, don't let him, you know, sever your tether, because then you hit it all at once. So what you're saying is actually projecting isn't necessarily the safest of the options. Well, then he has to put an active effort into killing you versus just killing you by being around and or touching you. Better. There <clears> are <throat> more steps involved at the very least. Is Thomas it, has gone very pale. Is there anything that we can do to assist you in your preparations, or will it simply take the two weeks? It's going to take two weeks. I've got to build a coffin for each of you individually, tune them to your spiritual essence, and set them up in a ritual formation with a lot of other ingredients involved. Cool. Mm. Well then, we'll give you a call in a few and pin down exact appointment times, I guess. Hmm. But whatever you gotta do for the next two weeks, get your affairs in order, he says, laughing. <laughs> this man has a very reassuring manner. I appreciate him. Hmm. Oh, then, unless anyone else has any further questions, we'll leave you to it. Where am I going to find mahogany? I have a dealer. I say handing him a card. Excellent. Just tell them I sent you. You tell your mahogany dealer your real name? Jesus, balls on you. Hmm? No, my, the name that's on the card. Oh, okay. See, that makes more sense. <laughs> Says He flips the card over and there's another name. <laughs> Quickly and efficiently exit. <laughs> well, I'll be certain to watch over all of your bodies while you're while you're entombed in your coffins. 
Appreciate it. Good to know. Jack, you're, you're muted, Jack. I've probably slept in worse places. Well, I've definitely slept in worse places, just not while a mage had his hands on my soul. Hmm. Just wish we didn't have to be in coffins. They're actually pretty comfortable. If... I'm claustrophobic. Oh, oh, yeah. They will be far less comfortable. Sorry. Maybe we can leave the lid open for you. Or if not, I can probably, if you want, I can whip you up something to help with that, at least temporarily. No, thank you. I'm going to have enough going on with my body. No, that's okay. You're high when you enter the coffin. Are you high when you actually project? And does See, that, that was going to be my concern, maybe, uh, <laughs> of like... What the effects of 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 um, uh, a mind altering drugs would be when you astrally project might yeah, be a it's concern. It's gonna be a weird trip. Well, That's the thing because he keeps talking about souls, which I'm not entirely sure if because drugs generally are a biochemical thing. So you might be perfectly sober once you're out of the body. I mean, because are they, then though? your essence is no longer exposed to the meat. Are they a biochemical thing, though? That's why I said generally. That's why I said generally. There, Man, you ever been stoned so hard certainly... it affected your pattern? <laughs> <laughs> You've been so I'm fucking spiritual access aspects to, you know... Have you ever been so fucking blitzed your avatar had a hangover? <laughs> Says the cult of it. You, you have a question. Every day. <laughs> I want to maybe figure out what's up with my, with my soul before I send it off on its lonesome. <laughs> that would be interesting Fair. if you actually projected, but we're still in there. What? It would be interesting if you actually projected, but you were still in there, say, pointing at your body. Yeah, interesting. Oh, shit. Like, he only he only pops out one half of what Thomas is right now, and the other half oh, is still... And then we have to deal with asshole version of Thomas? We don't know that this is an asshole version of Thomas. <laughs> yeah, that's the I would be which, nice. Which version is asshole version of Thomas is the real question. <laughs> I mean, I was I was being nice too. If this is as bad as Thomas gets, I mean, that's pretty nice, right? Well, no, what I'm going to walk over and give Thomas a hug (laughs) as this conversation is happening. What I'm saying is, each of us is part asshole and part not. Now, how much is asshole and how much isn't varies from person to person. So, what if the part of is we just get asshole Thomas? Oh, Which, we get like the distilled version. To be version. fair, is Very like twenty percent of current. I was gonna Thomas say at it's at work. Yeah, like like a like a like eighty twenty eighty five fifteen maybe. Right. Let me get this right. You're concerned that if we actually project, you might get Thomas's distilled asshole. 
No. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Good God, John, you chaos goblin. <laughs> I like how proud you are, too. It was great. <laughs> John and I suffer from this thing where we're our own biggest comedy fans. I only make jokes to make me laugh. If everyone else laughs, right. it's a bonus. <laughs> so, what do we want to do for the next two weeks? Date night. <clears throat> Track down death. No, I didn't hear that. What did Nico say? Nico said date night. For two weeks? <laughs> Eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. night is a relative derp. Yeah. We'll have to back up that claim of stamina, Nico. Sure. I feel like I gotta apparently go to a, a go do some hiking. Oh yeah, for that yeah. Hike uh, where? Uh, mountain trails. I think is what she said. Yeah. She who? Did I miss something? Shawnee. Oh, this was when you it's were our... when you were claiming we were carrying cocaine. That, we were yeah. carrying cocaine. Hmm. Right. Not in the body bag, but we were carrying it. <laughs> I feel like you're always carrying cocaine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Astrid's the only one here who gets me. Hmm. I just point at Nina. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, I'm not always carrying cocaine, but I understand and I get it. <laughs> and then... Especially in the job we do. Do you want to try and do anything about like asking about the, the, the Philosopher's Stone? That was the other one. Yes, we should do some research and investigation on that as well. Definitely Probably ask around. Good move. Okay. Sounds like a plan. That doesn't sound like us. I know. It's okay. We'll avoid the plan for the next two weeks anyways. I'm going to assume, by the way, that you waited long enough for Jack to get your measurements. Yes. Yes. I just send mine. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could just try and relax instead. We tried that once. It didn't work. You guys are awful at that, Colleen says. <laughs> I know. That's why I suggested it. To be fair, we didn't really try last time. Uh, I feel like we did, and that's the worst part. Yeah. Well, I can think of like three different fun things to do. So if any of y'all can find dates, maybe we'll let you come along. Okay. Gonna stretch those three fun things that you can think of for over 14 days. 
But we've got other things to do as well, like research and <laughs> a little, yeah, and hunting down death. Some other stuff that I might need to cook up. I don't know. Well, let's return to the let's return to the hideout and start going through the books. See what we can find about this philosopher's stone. Because if anyone would know anything about it, I have a feeling Colleen's dear departed father will have a book on it. Let's go take a peek. To the hideout! There are probably more books in that hideout than you could feasibly read in your lifetime. Mm -hmm. Does he use the Dewey Decimal System? No. Is there a card catalog? <laughs> I'll start on one bookshelf. It's, it's, <laughs> it, is, it is arranged by authorial date. Start with the oldest ah. books. No. You start with first recorded record in academia of the Philosopher's mm. Stone, and you, st you pick that as a beginning point, and you start working your way out from there. Hmm. You do that. I'll start with the yeah. oldest books. Someone else will start the, with the newest books. We'll meet in the middle. The book, yeah, the books are organized by authorial date, then by alphabetical. Cool. Nico's going to spend two hours looking through books before he thinks to go to Colleen and say, hey, do you have any, like, researching spells that you know? <laughs> Astrid's just going to check the internet. Roll me intelligence and computers, Astrid. Um, I'm reading from the oldest books up. Roll me intelligence and research. Uh, zero. Uh, you ask Colleen. Um, Colleen, I can give you my speed reading ability if you want for a little bit. Oh, yes. Uh, there's no such thing as research, intelligence, and... It's usually academics. Academics? Gonna... Academics, yeah. that's it. I was going to okay. say, Thomas might actually do that. Can I spend a willpower on this? Yes. I'm spending a willpower. Uh, with five successes, she kind of reaches a hand out and taps both of your temples, and mm -hmm. you feel that uh, hypersonic ability to read that she has. Awesome. That'll last you for a day. One success. One success. Fantastic. Am I doing intelligence academics as well? Yes, with a plus five modifier. Hell yeah. And a willpower. In, in, actually, I'm going to also computer. Let's all go to the library. Let's all should have mentioned this the last time. I have I have a specialization in computers of internet. Ooh. Hey. That will apply here. If you're using the internet to try and find this info. I will also spend willpower. Three successes for Nico. There you go. Gee. Five successes. So between the lot of you, you eventually manage to dig up some basic information on the Philosopher's Stone and sort of track down earliest known records of it uh, and narrow your search down through Alexander's books uh, within that reach. Um, and... The uh, as you very quickly realize, nothing you'll find on the internet will cover the actual Philosopher's Stone. 
um, but you can use your, what you find on the internet to help narrow down your search your search reach within the library. Uh, so using that together, the group of you are eventually able to locate a tome uh, that has no title, but um, upon opening it appears to be a sort of mage's scientific journal uh, that is sort of theorizing and expounding upon the possibility of the creation of something that he puts forward as a lapis philosophorum. Arcanist the idea Almanac, of a year one. <laughs> the the idea of a gem that serves as a conduit to separate paradox, um, something that allows one to, rather than suffering paradox themselves, inflict it elsewhere and avoid having to take the consequences directly. It has a limitation as far as he's concerned because it's sort of the sort of it limits itself to things within the realm of what you could build this thing for. It would be sort of a so the the idea that it could solve a particular style of magic, but it couldn't let you do literally anything. What it could let you do is achieve more by offloading paradox to an upper limit. That's what Essentially Colleen like produce. a very, very discount version of what Colleen can do. So, so is it like basically the concept of I don't get the paradox, but the paradox balances out somewhere else in reality on somebody else? Or that it just kind of skims off the top and lessens the amount of innate paradox you would have suffered <laughs> to a lower degree. More the second one. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> the the first one's real fucky. <laughs> no, it's not. But you like that joke. It's fun. Do we have any right. ideas to like when it was built or what it was built to do? Uh, it dates back to ancient Greece. Ah, uh, so he defined. Wait, dates back to ancient Greece. Uh, I mean, it explains like probably. 60% of the stuff in the Odyssey. Hmm? You need to find Hermes Trismegistus. However you pronounce his right. last name. Trismegistus. That one. God bless you. Uh, Hermes was an ancient philosopher in Greek uh, times. Right. <laughs> Named after the god, I suppose. Yes, and also the Egyptian god Toth. Oh hey, I've got his whispers. The uh, the caduceus used in medical fields was apparently his staff, or so symbol symbolological and all. Okay. So we what needed to talk to him? Is so he's he he's the guy who made this philosopher's stone thing. 
Not necessarily. That's simply the uh, the most occult-oriented philosopher I could think of for the time period as was created. Oh. And He's the... kind of the founder of the whole idea of hermeticism. Uh, yeah, that social thing where you go hide out in a cave by yourself forever? No, that's hermitage. That's stoicism. <laughs> no, that's asceticism. There's a lot of no isms. hermit was a frog. Hmm. <laughs> That's Kermit. <laughs> no, that was one of Theodore Roosevelt's boys. Mm. Why is this a meme? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, but no, yeah, the idea of something being hermetically sealed dates back to Hermes Trismegistus. Yes. Oh. Which, if you're talking about something built in ancient Greece. Hermes is the first person I think of, at the very least. Nico flips to the back of the book and sees to see if whoever journaled this signed their name. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's also a translation because it's in English. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 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 Oh well, that's convenient. <clears throat> we know, okay. As we look into cults that uh, claim heritage with. Hermeticism. Now, are we operating under the assumption related to that? Are we operating under the assumption because I feel like there was a definite article of the Lapis Philosophorum rather than a Lapis Philosophorum? Are we assuming only one of these has ever been managed to be constructed slash manifested slash whatever? I would assume or still exists. Right. Right. Oh, because like I don't want to get this one and feed it to Colleen and then find out three weeks later somebody else just finished another one and now we have to go charge off after that. And hmm. I would assume according so the the idea that is being laid out by this book is that it's a theoretical possibility and that there's he he can't figure out any particular way that it could actually exist and if one does exist, there would likely only ever be one to exist because mm-hmm. that kind of ability okay, is good. not something that would exist well with itself. Um, well, yeah. Gotcha. Did, uh, when, at some point, there was a rundown of kinds of mages. Was the Order of Hermes referenced in that? Yes. Uh, Colleen, will this be potentially something that, say, the members of the Order of Hermes might have in their possession? I don't know about possession, but, I mean... It's in the name. They might have some kind of connection to it. Are there any of those in the city? I don't know. Uh, and I'm guessing whichever group or individual has this, A, obviously will be very loath to give it up. And B, is probably not necessarily trying to flash around and advertise that they have it because, you know, competition's a thing. Right on both counts, probably. Investigate. Any potential leads to hermetic mages in the city? See if that turns up anything relevant or interesting. Potentially in the act of investigating them, we might find clues as to whether or not any of them have it or have been behaving odd lately. Well, odd relative to being mages. 
I mean, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where you accomplish more than would be considered likely at your standing or capacity. I mean, that is also, of course, like assuming that Hermes Trismegistus is the one who actually made the Lapis Philosophorum. That's just kind of a hunch that we've gone off of by the fact that it was somewhere in ancient Greece. Yes. Are there other majocratic traditions that date back to that time slash region? I mean, not by name. So, I mean, there's that. I mean, well, the sons of Ether. Ether is kind of a Greek term, but I mean. It's at least a place to start. It's not necessarily where we'll finish. Right. Well, yeah, no, you got to jump into the pool at one point. Mm-hmm. Following hunches is really all we have at the moment until we learn more. Sanctuary, sanctuary. Right. Are you running from something, Nico? No, he said hunch. That made me think Quasimodo, and I just kind of took it from there. You have some weird connections in your brain sometimes. Though, maybe whoever has this is running from something, and they did a desperate attempt last ditch. I'm just... I feel like if let's you have, see what we can find. Yes, I feel like if you have a magic stone that makes your magical power more powerful, you're not running from very much. Well, magical power less dangerous to yourself, thus more powerful. <clears throat> less less inherent risk to yourself means more power, generally speaking. For instance, uh, in a situation where one is entering a room filled with radiation, the man with a radiation suit is king. Or a target. Well, yes. Both things can be true simultaneously. In fact, often are. We're about to have a very, very, very good time. Radiation is a street name for a couple different things. Well, sounds like our next two weeks will be full of investigation and other things. I'm going to see if... Astrid wants to go to a fight ring. Absolutely. She's right here. You could just ask her. Yeah, she's sitting next to you. That was a question for the storyteller, I feel. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. But I like responding to out-of-character remarks in character. <laughs> right. So I'm assuming, given Nico's contacts in the Russian mafia in Atlanta, he knows of at least two underground unlicensed fight clubs. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You looking for like lethal fight clubs or just like bare knuckle boxing? More bare knuckle boxing to start with. He doesn't necessarily want to ne- implicate Astrid in murders just between people. We want to implicate Astrid in murders that have monsters involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find a backstreet boxing fight club mm-hmm. that is connected to the mafia. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I know some people, and some of those people like to pay other people to beat the shit out of each other so that they can bet money on those people. And sometimes it's fun to watch, and I thought you might be interested. I would absolutely be interested. Cool. I'm going to go call some very unpleasant individuals and figure out what the schedule is. 
Have fun. We will. You make some phone calls. Yep. <clears throat> some people with very heavy Russian accents that I don't feel confident in my interpretation of. Oh, Nico, <laughs> you're saying that you're wanting to what? Uh, take your lovely lady friend to a boxing ring. Yeah. So. Lady much, Sergei. <laughs> this is what we can do, but it will cost you. Unlike last time, this time I expect payment. I can pay you in drugs, my good sir. That's all I've ever wanted. See, good enough. Good enough. That's okay. how that interaction went. <laughs> Sergey is too involved or nuanced of a Russian name for that accent. <laughs> it really needs to be Boris. <laughs> Boris or Ivan, one of the two. I'm invincible. <laughs> No, no. His his given name is Boris. We call him Sergey during professional engagements. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> we my... call everybody Sergey during professional engagements. Only my mother calls me Boris. <laughs> you call me Sergey. Hmm. Cool. Well, whatever night that happens, that happens. How does a Friday hit you? Sure. <laughs> I'm glad you just ran with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got two tickets for the fight on Friday. Stop by the airport, then take two, then take a bus three blocks south. You'll find a warehouse. Enter through the back. Tell them your name is Jacob, and they'll let you in. <laughs> alone <laughs> you know what I'll go with it <laughs> when my player gives me a good idea I'll take it <laughs> it'll be a little dirty be, to, be sure to wear galoshes <laughs> so that's date night number one we go to a <laughs> warehouse and watch some guys beat the shit out of each other Uh, some guy named Ivan is going to murder someone else. <laughs> named Boris? <laughs> no, no, Ivan. No, probably... Oh, okay. no, Ivan's going, to, Ivan's going to murder someone named Ivan? No, yeah, yeah, they're both... Yeah. Both fighters are named Ivan. Ivan the Ivan. It's the I Ivanov. Mean, it's the there Ivanov. There are no other Russian names, so that makes sense to me. In this corner, we have Ivan the White... In this corner, we have Ivan the slightly more white. <laughs> <laughs> yes! And they, in, they will meet in the middle and exchange fists to each other's faces for your amusement. Cheer for them! <laughs> AK-47's <sighs> firing in the air. <laughs> Uh, I made a Rocky reference. No. Flashing around for no reason and with no source. Yeah. It's not coming from Suzuki Ball. No, it's just it's vodka. Just there, yeah. No, no. <laughs> and so the Ivan, the Ivan Drago reference, William, it's just, you know, you can take it in two different directions. <laughs> anyway. 
anyone else have anything they need to accomplish over the next two weeks? Researching all the shit I said I was going to research. Yeah. And also attending some weird underground fight club on Friday where I can beat the shit out of a guy named Ivan. On <laughs> <laughs> a minute, is that? Nah, it couldn't be. <laughs> Thomas is going to actually attempt the, the forest hiking p- plan. It's the the ro- it's the it's the Rocky V I or no, it's the what yeah, the Rocky V Ivan fight, except he just doesn't he instead of just refusing to go down, he just keeps not feeling it. <laughs> it's cute that you think you're trying. <laughs> Not even committing to the accent. No, that was zero. <laughs> uh, I know, but like, if he's gonna go do it, I feel like he needs to commit to the accent. <laughs> but are you? You're going up hiking. Are you looking for Shawnee? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll me wits and survival. Okay. Uh, can I spend some willpower on this? Yep, absolutely. Sweet. I got one. You're able to find where they're camping. Okay. <clears throat> but it's. Hey, it's... I brought trail mix. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's her and the rest of her band, which is probably about five people, um, all just sort of sitting around, riffing off of each other, playing music uh, with like a handful of fans, a few dozen strong, um, and getting a stage set up for the actual show that'll be taking place up here. And yeah, you, you sort of, you walk up, Shawnee recognizes you. Hey, party kid. Hey. This seems pretty cool. Welcome to the show prep. We're going to be setting up the stage. Shows will be going on in the next week or so. One of the band members is off to one side going, ding, 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 ding. I'm a thousand percent there just chilling. <laughs> like already there. Had been there the entire time. Yep. Uh, cool. I help set up or anything. Uh... The 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 lead guitarist of the band is trying to see what you think of the the riff that he's composing right now. <laughs> but yeah. So, can I help you with anything? You looking for anything, Johnny? Yes. Uh. Yeah, you know, I've taken your advice from the whole. Oh, just trying to relax a bit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want my help with anything, let me know. Cool, because we're going to sort of like astrally project and go find death and. Oh, that's a fun time. Find the Philosopher's Stone and just sort of like save the world. (laughs) It's good. 
You don't hold anything back, do you? <laughs> uh, no, not usually. You would think in the world that you live in, secrets would be important. Yeah. At the beginning of season one, we didn't even tell each other our names. At the end of season two, we're like, fuck it, who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) I like you. You're fun. Thanks. You want to just hang out, or... Uh, yeah. Well, you're welcome to hang around. We got food, we got drinks, we got drugs. Sweet. Do you have drug foods and drug drinks? Yes. Thomas does not ask that. Every combination of the three. Cool. Wait, you have drink foods? Yes. Called, it's called a, it's called a shake. It's a protein shake. So yeah, Thomas is gonna hang out at this little concert thing and and you know enjoy that. Um, I think though he's gonna like head off at some point during it, like not before the party is ended, mm-hmm. um, just to keep wandering he's gonna wander a little bit not he's wandering idea. in the mountains or just wandering in the state or um wandering in the mountains okay find a rock with a cleft in it that looks like it could fit a sword i'm kidding <laughs> listen he might do that like he's definitely like sort of wandering around so famously you find a wandering mascot left alone by its company standing on a rock staring at you it's shaped like a large fluffy bunny what do you do it has a drum (laughs) it has a drum but it's not playing (laughs) the drum duh but anyway You wander for a while. Are you looking for anything? Are you just sort of clearing your head? Uh, I think he's trying to clear his head. Mm-hmm. He got kind of freaked out by the by the imminent death thing. Fairly steadily. So you get some fresh air. For a while. Nina, are you just sort of spending the two weeks around the dragon hearts, around the dragon speakers? No, that'll just be like like a day or two. Um, mostly, he is courting, checking in on everybody regularly. Mm-hmm. Since we're probably not all, we are spending time away from each other, which is healthy because our work is not healthy. <laughs> um. And uh, just throw herself into general, her, her less apocalyptic running of union stuff, and probably a little work on album and things like that. 
do you drop by to see the show uh, for the Dragon oh, Speakers for sure. for when, sure. their, when their actual tour venue gets set up? Yep. Yeah. It's a sold-out show. Everything is high-energy, excellent performances. Uh, you get the sense that uh, Shawnee thrives in a live stage and seems like the kind of person who would She's definitely the kind of band, she's definitely the kind of front person for a band who is much better live than in a studio, you can gather. Right. You, there's like, there, there's a certain level of energy that you're getting from her on stage that you've probably heard some of her recorded songs. It just kind of, it her recorded, her recorded music is good, but it's not the same as seeing her on stage. Mm-hmm. Fair. You all get some research done and you get some relaxation done. Uh, Nico, what were your ideas for your other two dates? Ooze clubs. Are those might separate have dates? Yes, those are separate <laughs> dates. He might have front-loaded with Astrid's perceived interests, so we'll see how the other two go. So your your perceived your your understanding of Astrid's interests are fighting, alcohol, and sex. Yeah, there will be conversation though as well. Where what we're thinking, and yeah, he'll try he'll try and get a temperature of is this just fun? Are we going anywhere here? That kind of thing. But trying not to exert pressure one way or the other. Mm-hmm. That's so, a question for the two of you. <laughs> straight up, straight up, the relationship talk. Yep. Or mm-hmm. hinting at. You have the relationship um, talk less than a week after you started dating. <laughs> it I think has it's not been, been less than. No, a week. it's yeah, it's probably been closer to a month now because we've had some time skips. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he'll go for a very light DTR sort of discussion at probably end of the second or sometime during the third date. <laughs> this sort of thing doesn't necessarily always come up, but obviously a lot of people who do the work we sort of do end up pulling the short straw at some point. Dying horribly and painfully. Right. But in between now and then, like, do you have any other plans? Between now and my sudden inevitable death? Yeah. Nico's good at this. Nico's not good. At she's this. having a hard time reading him right now. <laughs> Can I roll for her to read what he's getting at? Sure. Roll me wits and empathy. Nico, roll me charisma expression. Presence expression? Or... Presence expression, that's it. Hey, that's a she single die. Can I spin a he, do- he, does- he doesn't have expression. <laughs> this is why he's stumbling so badly. Yep, yeah, sure is. Lehaw. 
<laughs> Good thing botches aren't a thing in this game. <laughs> You say good thing. I say I know. Um, pity. Watch <laughs> it to the best. So this relationship yes, ends now. <laughs> Astrid punches him in the face and walks out. You sort of get the idea that he's fumbling for trying to get a sense of what this relationship might look like in the future. Well... I don't usually think too far into the future because gestures around the life that Inevitable I have painful chosen. Death. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, this is weird for me. I never, I never really thought I'd be in a relationship. Honestly, I'm amazed I'm still alive at this point. Yeah, no, sometimes that kind of hits you out of left field. You're like, wow, all of the stuff that I've seen and done, and somehow I'm still walking around. Yeah. But I'd like to spend the time I have with you. Me too. Most of the people I meet along the way either are here to just do the job or They've got something they're either chasing or running from. And they're so busy with that that they frequently don't live as much along the way. And at the risk of sounding judgy, that was kind of my first impression of you, but I think there's a lot more to you than that. I gave up a lot of the life I had when Archer died. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to say I'm getting better. When he died, I really didn't. He was all I really had. I didn't really care what happened to me at that point. Um, that's when I quit. I quit my wrestling career. I I quit everything and basically just threw myself in front of danger. Much like Thomas, but worse. Makes sense. Yeah. Jonas, uh, he was the one person that pulled me back from that. And he taught me to focus my emotions on a goal, which at that point was finding and killing Archer. Mm-hmm. But I never expected the current outcome to happen. 
Yeah, no, I wouldn't have either in your shoes. <clears throat> I haven't expected anything that has happened. So like I said I'm I'm trying to get better and I'm trying to actually attempt to live life while I have it. Yeah, no, I I see that. And I don't know, you you kind of have that aura of somebody who's been underwater for so long and then their head just broke the surface recently. Yeah. And they're finding a new equilibrium, but <clears throat> to drive this metaphor all the way to the ground, you know, you you haven't gotten your feet on solid ground yet. And until we get Jonas back, that's going to be probably difficult for you, I would assume. Yeah. It's difficult, and it's definitely been difficult, especially since we found him. Because mm -hmm. now I've, I've physically seen what he's gone through. Like, yeah. I knew it wasn't good, but I guess a part of me kind of hope maybe, maybe he was okay, maybe he was hiding out laying low for a while for some reason or another but off on some other assignment or something yeah yeah but yeah to see the reality of it it's still difficult to try to live life i want to live life but it's difficult when i see what he's going through yeah yeah no and I, I I have to say I really I'm I'm very impressed by your ability to do that, honestly. <clears throat> My experience was more on the side that I didn't really have anything specifically to care about, except sort of, you know, broad strokes, fight monsters, research stuff occasionally, patch people up when they needed it, but It's been good to have something approaching friends and family again. Do you, I know your father's gone. Do you have any remaining family? Like blood family, that is. My mom's still alive, but we barely talk and when we do you know every month or so it's it's very superficial kind of stuff she's taken care of she's got everything she needs <clears throat> and we didn't really have the closest knit family growing up anyway so i was more or less on my own for the most part ever since college, basically. At this particular moment, I would like both of you to roll me wits and composure. Awesome. 
as you're sitting at a bar. Three successes. Two successes. Something catches the corner of your eye. Both of you, and you stop the conversation for just a second and look. And you just faintly see what looks to be a humanoid shadow disappear out of sight. You are almost certain it had been watching you for a minute. Chase? Ask her to look at Nico. Do you want to follow that? I don't see how we can't, honestly. And he'll get up and try and track it wherever it's headed. Grab Astrid's hand and just drag her along. <laughs> you go to find where it left. And when you reach the point that it had been at, you find dust. As you reach what 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 was clearly what is clearly an alley that leads somewhere else, you just find that along the path that this thing must have retreated, there's just this trail where the bricks and stone of the alley has crumbled to dust. Well, Nico just stick his finger out and just kind of run it along and pull back. Hmm. With a glove on. He'll put a glove on, just in case. Reaper found us, I guess. I'm guessing. <clears throat> you said this is a dead end? Yeah, it sort of vanishes. There's a flash of lightning and in the reflection of a of a window on this on one of the buildings in this alley you swear you see a figure in a black suit and then it's gone you turn around to look where the reflection would have come from and no one's there why is it following us I think I can think of a couple reasons. All of them are horrifying. Mm -hmm. So in lieu of anything else, just in case, I want to say, I think I'm falling in love with you and we should get back to the hideout. Mm. I agree. Cool, and we run for a car. <laughs> ah, yes, cars. Famously non-lethal. Right. Look, so there you... is no getting from one place to another in the modern day that is not potentially lethal, and there's no better or worse way to do it other than, you know, driving backwards and drunk <laughs> and with your eyes shut. Teleport. Um, but you I do you, not recommend that you, you drive no. off 
And as you look in your rear view, you just see this pale individual in a black suit standing across the road from you, just sort of watching. And you see these faint glow of what seems like purple eyes. And then as you're driving away, two cars ram headfirst into each other. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Like directly like, in front well, of us? Like, it, like, well, no, two cars ram headfirst in front into each other, obscuring him from view. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Like, right, mm-hmm. just like slay. in front, in front of where he's standing. Like mm-hmm. they don't hit us, though, right? No, like he, okay. he's okay. he's a ways behind you, like at a at a turn in the road, like at, right. at a T junction in the road, way behind you. He and just, just killed like in- three people to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> I like how. I- I like how you're all assuming it's automatically the worst possibility. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the worst possibility. I'm just saying he killed three people just to make a point. Yep. And at that, Nico locks his eyes on the road ahead, trying to keep the best visibility on any other traffic hazards approaching that he can, grabs Astrid's hand, and drives home as fast as he safely can. <laughs> Those people very easily could have been destined to die anyways. I mean... Also, only two cars rammed. There's a minimum of two. Uh, there's definitely going to be more than one person in one of those cars. <laughs> no, no. It was only one person. The other one, and this is how you know how powerful he was, was the Google Street Cam car. <laughs> which never wrecks into anything. That is a lie, good sir. <laughs> so the other was a Tesla, so the guy survived because he was in the back seat. <laughs> uh, fuck you. Uh, no, the problem is the first guy. The first guy survived because the other one was a Tesla, so he just drove right through and kept going and didn't realize he'd hit anything. Teslas are not that fragile. <laughs> uh. But you pass on and continue forward and continue on, please. (laughs) (laughs) You pass on (laughs) right there in the car. Two characters in different ways. (laughs) You continue on and you make your way. Pass on. (laughs) (laughs) I may that may have slipped into my terminology because you just had an encounter with death, maybe. Um, but you make it back to the hideout. Is everyone at the hideout? I probably am. Uh, I'm probably not because I'm doing investigation stuff. Thomas? Yeah, this is like for the end, probably. Yeah, yeah. He's there. He has attempted to, uh, well, I mean, because he was wandering on the mountain for a while, and so he stopped shaving and has decided that this looks good. It does not. I Yeah, so as you walk in, you're <laughs> like, you, the, the first thing you hear is, I promise you, <laughs> it looks fucking awful. Okay, so, so what uh, Astrid and, and uh, Nico see then is a sunburned Thomas with just a pale patch on his face <laughs> where the beard was. So that's what you see. Anyway, carry on. How, how many nicks are there? Um, <laughs> how many little pieces of toilet paper does he have stuck to his face? Just like one. 
just like okay. one. He's fairly okay. careful. And, and Thomas knows his way around blades, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Astrid is just completely pale and still clinging on to Nico's hand. Oh, thank the adversary. Okay, you guys are here. Can you tell me what's going on? <sighs> we just saw the Reaper Man. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. And he killed two cars in front of us, behind us. And he was following us. He knows what bars I like. So naturally, you let him to the hideout. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, like, he couldn't have found us there. I He's mean, death. You don't exactly get to just lock the doors against yeah. death. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like he knows everything about all of us, and I assumed that from the get-go. Sorry if you mm. didn't. Mm. He's death. He's disconcerting. I mean, that's fair. Are you guys okay? Looks over at Astrid. <laughs> Astrid sits down and Thomas. grabs a bottle of vodka. Yes, I'm like, Thomas, <laughs> boom, now. Ah, yeah. Bring, bring our two lovebirds some booze. Um, beyond mental trauma, are you okay? Are you feeling weird? Mm, I, I think I'm fairly normal. Okay. Eaten any raw eggs recently? What, what, what does that have to do with anything? Botulism. <laughs> no, no, we're I'm just checking. <laughs> All right. Do we need to get our coffins now? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Well, we can't get them till they're ready. I was gonna say, I think they're not gonna be. They're not. We we can't just say you need to be done now. Um, I definitely don't want to get into one right now. And that's fair. You don't have to. Um. How clear was it that they killed? That they, 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 they specifically did it for you. As a lack of better way to put Pretty it. Pretty clear. Like final destination levels of clear. Okay. If I'm remembering I'm correctly, yeah. To, to, to be to be specific. You were driving away, and you looked in your rear view, and he was standing like you know how there's a in, in a T junction. There's the there's the street opposite, and like there's the buildings yeah. on the other side of the T junction, mm -hmm. and you're yeah. the you're the leg at the, of the T at the top of the T, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He was standing on that side of the road, which is a, which is away from you because you're driving down the bottom of the T. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as he was watching you, two cars went it went across the T and rammed into each other, and that was when it obscured him, and you we can lost, no we lost him. sight of him. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was unnecessarily cinematic, let's just say. Okay. So. I'm going to put you were there. You guys were there. I wasn't. But. Beat by beat. We're having a conversation in a bar. Right. Both of us about the same time see a weird shadow thing off to the corner of the side that just kind of vanishes out of sight. 
us being us naturally are like, okay, well, we better check that out rather than just be like, eh, I'm sure it's fine. Right. Go out and do an alley. Bricks are like crumbling into dust and shit. There's a bolt of lightning. We see a reflection in a building that is like man in black suits, shadowy figure, blah, blah, blah. And then you turn around and of course there's not one there. So we're right. like, you know, maybe we should get the fuck out of here. Get right. in the car, start driving away. And then in the rear view mirror with him on the other side and then gone, you know. Sounds like somebody wanted to have a conversation. That may very well have been, but given what we've heard of him, I'm not super inclined to have a conversation while I'm wearing a meat suit. <laughs> no, legit. I'm just saying okay. if he wanted to kill you, like if he was opposed to what we were doing, you wouldn't be here right now. No, that is very true. But Astrid it's still felt... is... oh, sorry. Go no, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say Astrid's just visibly shaking right yeah. now. Yep. Yeah. Nico's still got her hand. Unless he's toying with his food. Now. Yes, no. If I feel like once death decides that now is the time, now, now is, is the, time, the time, and you probably don't get to have much say in that. Right. And maybe he did want a conversation. Still, uh, we have a plan to minimize the risk of conversation. Absolutely. I'm not saying that you should have had the conversation there. I'm yeah. just trying to point out as obviously fucked up and disturbing as it is, and I don't blame you for, for being freaked out about it, I don't think, it, from what you're telling me, I don't think it was meant to be a threat. Because I don't think death makes threats. Yeah, no. I mean, like, I'm sure to him maybe so, that was just sort of a drive-by wave in the window kind of thing. He added you. He just added Death you. is following us on Facebook. Great. Yeah, he absolutely just added you. Send tweet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, maybe I'm, all I'm did. saying is, I think you guys are probably safe right now. I certainly when, when, hope when so. When death hits, send tweet. Someone dies. Right. <laughs> As, and, and as long he's will, as he's willing to hold off on sliding into my DMs until I'm outside of my mortal coil, I'm fine with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Sort of. No DM sliding. Your phone goes off as one message. <laughs> you it's just the skull emoji. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Astrid, how you doing? Fine. Skull, scythe, eggplant. Sweat, sweat. <laughs> right. Get a drink. We're going to get you some water. Yep. And. You're good. You are, you're, you're fine here. Would you feel safer anywhere else? No. Okay. I'm okay here. And with that, right. we will go ahead and end for the week. Uh, before we leave, I just want to say uh, rest in peace to Dr. Kintaro Miura, uh, the author of Berserk, who it was just reported earlier today passed away on the 6th. Oh, that sucks. Mm. Uh, rest in peace to the author of one of the most influential pieces of media in our lifetimes. 
uh, Berserk has influenced everything from Dark Souls to Castlevania to the games that I run uh, <laughs> and the characters that I make. Uh, it's a really fantastic piece of fiction. Uh, if any of you haven't ever read it or watched it, trigger warning, blood gore, but, uh, and more and blood and... gore and more, uh, uh, blood gore and sexual assault. assault. Yeah. Sexual yeah. assault it's and... very, very yes. dark, but it's also very, very good. Yes. Uh, so if you can, I would highly recommend reading it. Uh, but yeah, with that, uh, we'll go ahead and say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.